This afternoon I preach you the Word of God as it is summarized and confessed by the church in Lord's Day 25 of the Heidelberg Catechism. It's in the Book of Praise. You can find it on page 539. Under the title of Word and Sacraments, Lord's Day 25, here the church asks and answers the following questions and answers. Uh, since then, faith alone makes us share in Christ and all his benefits. Where does this faith come from? From the Holy Spirit, who works it in our hearts by the preaching of the gospel and strengthens it by the use of the sacraments. What are the sacraments? The sacraments are holy, visible signs and seals. They were instituted by God so that by their use, he might the more fully declare and seal to us the promise of the gospel. And this is the promise, that God graciously grants us forgiveness of sins and everlasting life because of the one sacrifice of Christ accomplished on the cross. Are both the word and the sacraments then intended to focus our faith on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross as the only ground of our salvation? Yes, indeed. The Holy Spirit teaches us in the gospel and assures us by the sacraments that our entire salvation rests on Christ's one sacrifice for us on the cross. How many sacraments has Christ instituted in the new covenant? Two, holy baptism and the holy supper. <clears throat> Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you want to understand the sacraments, you just need to think of the difference between saying, I love you, and showing, I love you, with a sign or a symbol of love. Maybe you have such a sign or symbol on your, on your fingers and in a ring or on your wrist in a, in a friendship bracelet. These symbols themselves are often quite simple. They have a deep impact on our lives because they help us to carry the memories with us. They assure us that we aren't just imagining what we heard before. And they help us to see the personal application of the words of love and commitment that were spoken to us. There's a reason that thought is given to the gifts we buy for one another to show our commitment to our friendships and why it's such a, a big deal when we, when we lose our wedding ring like I did. In the Old Testament as well, there were lots of tangible symbols of the gospel message. You can think of some of them, the tabernacle and the temple with the Ark of the Covenant as symbols of God's presence among his people. You can think of the sin and the guilt offerings with Passover as symbols of the promise of atonement that we read together in Exodus 12, the sign of circumcision as a sign of the covenant, the three offices of priest and prophet and king as symbols of God's kingdom fellowship, the whole burnt offerings, the grain offerings, the drink offerings, the fellowship offerings as symbols of, of our commitment to God, our response of faith and thankfulness. You can think of incense 
which was a symbol of prayer, and several other visible signs and seals of the reality of God's gracious work in the world, like priests' garments and the great feasts and the trumpets, all these symbols that assure us of what God was saying. In the New Testament, when all these ceremonies and symbols were fulfilled in Christ, then the focus fell more on the written word of God as it was preached to the nations. Worked in the hearts of believers by the Holy Spirit, this effective word of God granted the reality of what was promised, working faith and giving guidance and real comfort in the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's why Paul says in chapter 2, verse 2 to 5 of 1 Corinthians that he was going to preach Christ, nothing but Christ and him crucified. And such preaching of the gospel could have been enough. But in his mercy, God did even more. He did this by instituting two holy visible signs and seals of the promises that God has given to us in his word. And we call these signs sacraments. And both these sacraments, baptism and Lord's Supper, are given to us to strengthen our faith and assure us in our Christian lives. And I preach this gospel to you under the theme that God gave the sacraments to further assure believers of our salvation in Christ. We'll see that the sacraments are beside the word The sacraments are means of grace, and the sacraments are received by faith. If we look at the structure of the catechism, you'll notice that after carefully defining what faith is in Lord's Day 7, and then outlining the contents of all that we need to believe in order to be saved, Lord's Day 7 to 22, and then showing how faith alone makes us share in Christ and all his benefits, Lord's Days 23 and 24, the church then summarizes what the scriptures teach about the origin of faith. And we state that saving faith comes from the Holy Spirit who works it in our heart by the preaching of the gospel and strengthens it by the use of the sacraments. Before we take a closer look at the sacraments themselves, we need to have a clear understanding of their relation to the Holy Scriptures. And the first thing to note is that in many ways the Word of God recorded for us in the Holy Scriptures is primary. As we saw uh, in the sermon in 2 Timothy 3, the Scriptures on their own are able to make us wise for salvation. And 1 Corinthians 2 say that we can receive knowledge of the secret and hidden wisdom of God which God decreed before the ages for our glory. That's 1 Corinthians 2 verse 7. The scriptures reveal the situation of all the human beings that God has created. The scriptures announce the gracious work of the triune God. They offer the promise that God graciously grants us forgiveness and of sins and everlasting life because of the one sacrifice of Christ offered for us on the cross. In every part, they teach us that our entire salvation rests on Christ, one sacrifice on the cross. God works powerfully through the gospel, through his word, through the, through the preaching of the gospel. 
by the hearing and the reading of his word, by meditation on it in, in your homes and, and together, by its exhortations and threats and promises, not only to begin his work of grace in our hearts, but also to maintain and continue and perfect it, to quote the Canons of Dort, chapter 5, article 14. They are wrong, then, who give more importance to participating in the sacraments than to, to studying God's Word and, and placing ourselves under the faithful preaching of this Word. The Word is able to make us wise for salvation. And then we ask the question, so then why did Christ institute sacraments in addition to the Word of God? Recognizing that Christ does not have to give reasons for anything that he does, much less for the, the uh, gifts that exceed our need, we confess that Christ instituted the sacraments because he wanted to more fully declare and seal to us the promise of the gospel. He wanted to more fully declare to us his grace and his love. The word of God is clear enough about the gospel. But to ensure that we, we really don't miss it, God went farther than just giving us the written word along with the preaching, but he also provided some signs, some symbols, seals, both of the reality of his covenant and of the undeniable reality that whoever believes in Jesus Christ also shares in all his benefits. God wanted to give us both his word and his sacraments. So it's an arrogant rejection of Christ to follow those who teach that when a person has the Holy Spirit, they don't need the sacraments. For though it is true that we can be saved without ever participating in a sacrament, this does not mean that faithful Christians don't need the strengthening of the sacraments along the way. And the other reason for giving the sacraments, besides his overflowing and excessive kindness, has to do with our own weakness as human beings. We confess that God added the sacraments to the Word of God. This is in the Belgic Confession, Article 33. God added the sacraments to the Word of God to represent better to our external senses both what he declares to us in his word and what he does inwardly in our hearts. Because God is mindful of our insensitivity and our weakness. The sacraments are because God has, has compassion, he has pity on, on us. God knows that many of us, in many ways, we are visual learners that most of us remember something better when we are touched in our hearts and emotions by symbols than if we just hear something. Sometimes people ask us, do you want me to make a diagram of what I'm saying so that you understand? Well, that's the relationship between the Word and the sacraments. The promise of the Gospel and the Word of God is an amazing promise that is made richer and more real for us personally as we participate in the sacraments. And just think about 
your own need for that. Just think about your own internal struggles when you hear the gospel proclamation. How many times do you hear of God's grace and yet still kind of cling to the notion that, that your, your works, the things that you, you do, should count for something? How many times do you hear that God loves you and yet still think in your head that the preacher must be talking about someone else? How many times do you hear that God is with you in your daily life and yet still feel that he is not? What a blessing it is then, especially when we're facing doubts or we're feeling distant from the scriptures and, and the preaching or perhaps we're getting distracted or we're being forgetful to have the promises brought right into the tangible reality of our senses. And since the Holy Spirit uses the sacraments to help us understand the things freely given to us by God, like we read in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11 to 12, and he does this by combining the promises of God that are spiritually discerned with things that we can experience with our senses, we can see that it's very important then when we participate in the sacraments to, to pause and, and to make that connection. The connection between what you are seeing and what you are feeling and what you are tasting and what God is saying to you every day of your lives. And so it's important, brothers and sisters, when there's a baptism or when there's Lord's Supper that we reflect on that connection. We reflect on the look and the wetness and the function, the reality that there's actual water here. We reflect on, on the taste of the bread and the, and the chewing motions, the wine in our mouths. We taste it. We reflect on that. We think about what that is, how that's bringing the promises right to ourselves. These physical remembrances hit us right in the heart, right in the gut, where when they are inter interpreted with the Word of God in our mind, they, they bring together, they bring the fullness of comfort and assurance that is really ours. The comfort that we have a right to experience because we belong to Jesus Christ. The dramatization, the hands-on interaction with the realities of the gospel message that are proclaimed in the, in the Word. It make it clear to us how much we need both the Word and the sacraments. And how gracious God is to speak to every part of our being, not just our minds, but also to our, our senses, our hands, and, and to our hearts. The Word ensures that the sacraments are not empty rituals. And when we can have both together in our lives, we are blessed with the full reality of His gracious work on our behalf. The Word of God is the first means of grace which gives meaning to the sacraments, which are the second means of grace that we'll see in our second point. Now the word means is a word that describes the way that God accomplishes something. Not mean in the sense of unkind, but means in the sense of 
instruments or, or tools that are used to, to, uh, to communicate a gift to another person. If I have a, a present in my hand and I give that to you, my hands are the means of bringing that gift into your lap. When we call sacraments means of grace, we are saying that God is employing the visible sacraments to communicate the reality of Christ's saving work that is given to us without any merit of our own. This understanding of the function and the message of the sacraments that we also could read about in Exodus 12 that also explains why we do not follow the Romanists who designate five other sacraments. We do not consider confirmation and penance and holy orders and marriage and the anointing of the sick and, and the last rites of the dead as sacraments because they're not a way that God is communicating His grace to us. When you think of, of the sacraments as means of grace, you need to think of a movement from heaven to earth, and not from earth to heaven. As in the word of God, so in the sacraments, God is speaking to us, and not we to him. Baptism is more than our human act of confession, more than our sign, a sign of our obedience of faith. Holy Supper is more than a memorial meal that people use to proclaim the death of Christ and express their mutual love and community. The sacraments are more than what people are saying, but they are what God is announcing to us. And, and the amazing thing is that even beyond just announcing His grace to us, He actually is transferring, He is bringing it to us. The sacraments are employed by the Spirit to effect nourishing change in our hearts. That gift that is given is, is like a meal, something that makes us stronger and nourishes us. The sacraments that Christ has instituted, then they, they come into our reality from God as both signs and seals. They not only point us to Christ, but they also bring assurance to believers in Christ that God himself is living and working in their hearts. Through the sacraments, God gives us the privilege of, of seeing and, and participating in his work and, and personally experiencing the consequences of his grace in our lives. The sacraments change the broad statements concerning God's work into personal realities for believers and their children. So when we make use of the sacrament of baptism, that biblical statement that God established his covenant with believers and their children is changed into the assuring word that God established his covenant with me, the believer, and with my children. Being baptized is, is not just a reminder for us that Christ died and rose again. Rather, the sign itself makes us go under the water and then come back out again so that believers are assured of the promise that Christ died for their sins and that they themselves are raised up to new life with him. 
And in the same way, when we make use of the sacrament of Lord's Supper, the generally true statement announced in the Scriptures that the Son of God gave His life to save sinners from condemnation is changed into the assurance, the assuring word, that Jesus Christ has given His life for me, eating this bread and drinking this cup for me, the undeserved sinner. Celebrating the Lord's Supper is more than just a reminder of Christ's death. The sign makes us eat. The symbol of his sacrifice, body, and blood to show the, the reality of what he had said. That we have real union with Jesus Christ who is in heaven advocating before the Father on our behalf. There is a connection between the head of the body and we, and you can put your own name there, me, the believer. Christ made it clear that for all who believe in him, the sign and what is signified go hand in hand. The sacraments personalize and apply the gracious work of the triune God to everyone who believes in Jesus Christ so that we get to taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 34, verse 8. And by calling these sacraments means of grace, instruments of grace, we also make it very clear that they are instruments. They don't take God's place. The, the, the means of grace, the sacraments cannot wash us clean. The water used in baptism can't itself take away sins. It's not even essential to salvation. The Holy Spirit himself is, is not conferred upon us when we make use of the sacraments as if he transferred his power to these signs and seals and was so tied to them that he was obligated to go wherever the church demanded him to be. The person administering the sacrament does not have a special power that makes it possible for the sacraments to physically and, and magically impute grace to the participant who receives it worthily and does not put up any hindrances to God's work. That's what the, the Roman Catholic Church had taught. The sacraments are not medicine in themselves but means that God uses to bring our hearts to faith in Jesus Christ. It's simple to remember the sacraments are not medicine, but they are means. And as such, the reality of the signs and seals only become our own when they are received by faith because of the powerful inward working of faith in our hearts by the Spirit. That's what we were reading about together in 1 Corinthians 2. The sacraments are received by faith. Now everyone who experiences or who participates in the signs and seals of God's promises, they always experience the same objective truth. No matter what's in their heart, no matter what their relationship to God is or his plans in their life, the signs of water and bread and wine, they always remain the same. The water is always wet, administered by the hand of the minister 
accompanied by the promises of the triune God. And the bread and the wine are, are always just that. Although, or however, although the objective reality of the sign is not dependent on how they are received, it is possible that the Holy Spirit does not employ the sacraments as means of grace in a person's life. This is because the sacraments that Christ instituted only have a real effect in our lives if they are received by faith. The Holy Spirit makes this very clear in Romans 4 verse 11 when he said that, the, that Abraham received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. Faith is primary and the sacrament is a symbol, a sign assuring us of the benefits of that faith. And there are three ways that we express our faith in connection to the sacraments. The first way we express our faith is when we declare that we believe that the Holy Spirit will use the sacrament for our benefit. Even before we, we participate, we express our faith in, in, in the statement that we believe that we will truly be nourished and refreshed by the, the, through the working of the Holy Spirit. We say that. That's the exact words taken from the form for the administration of Lord, the celebration of Lord's Supper. The same way before baptism. And we pray together. We pray that, to, to express that we truly believe that God will look upon us in grace and incorporate us into Christ by the Holy Spirit. And so we express beforehand our faith that the Holy Spirit will use these signs and seals for our benefit. That he will truly give us what he has promised in Jesus Christ. And the second way we receive the sacraments by faith is, is witnessed in our full acceptance of the message. Receiving baptism by faith is expressed by believing the promises signified in the sacrament of baptism. And so we will conclude as, as believers, if baptism is a sign of the covenant, then my baptism tells me that I belong to God's covenant, that I am an heir of all the promises that, of God that Jesus Christ has obtained and the Holy Spirit works in my heart. You see, it's receiving the change that God has promised and showing that. And so as we have this faith in what is signified by baptism, it makes us understand that we each day, we stand before God as his covenant children, that we have promises, that we have obligations. We show that we receive the, the promise of the forgiveness of sins and eternal life in Christ when we publicly profess this faith and when we joyfully submit our lives to God, when we open our arms to receive his assurances in the word and the sacraments, when we apply that truth to our lives, especially when we are having trouble seeing our way through a difficult day, opening our mouths to eat the bread reveals that we are opening our hearts to receive the finished work of Jesus Christ. And so we talk about opening the mouth of faith. 
And the third way we receive the sacraments by faith is witnessed in our participation in the sacraments and in their ongoing impact and message for our lives. We, we seek the sign and seal of baptism for us and our children. It's a sign of faith. We keep our promise to instruct our children in the doctrine that is signed and sealed to them in baptism. And we reflect on what God has told us through the sign and seal of holy baptism. Well, this is part of the participating in the sacraments. Receiving the sign and seal of Lord's Supper by faith brings us even further into the mysteries of God's love for us. And like a friend who might be reflecting on the, the symbol of another friend's commitment to them, whether it's a friendship bracelet or a wedding ring, reflecting on, on what we are doing, what God is saying to us through the sacraments, we find great assurance in all that Christ has obtained for us. And so we receive the sacraments in three ways, by believing the Holy Spirit will employ the sacrament as he has promised, by, by accepting the message that is proclaimed to us in the sacrament together with the Word of God, and then by participating not just in the, the ceremony, the rite itself, but in all the consequences in our lives. Receiving the sacraments by faith is bringing the truth of God's finished work close to our own lives. And the beautiful thing is, brothers and sisters, is that it's, it's there for the taking. This is a gift of God that he presents to us. And we will find that when we follow his command to receive his grace, then we will find that these symbols, talking about the baptism with your children, with your husband, with your wife, with your friends, remembering the sensation of eating the bread and drinking the wine, then the, the significance of all that God has promised becomes a real living part of our lives. And the Holy Spirit tells us to, to keep doing that until he comes. Until he comes at the end of the ages. For he is presenting his love to us in his word and in his sacraments. He works faith in our hearts by the word. He strengthens it by the sacraments. Amen.